edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejan Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejan. So today we have another great guest for you guys here today. I'm not going to go too long with the introductions, but this is our guy. This is our teammate. Please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, David Bakanga. My guy, how are you doing today, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm good, man. Yo, I'm happy to be here. Yo, let's get the talk going. No doubt, no doubt. So let's get right into it. So 2020 was obviously a mess of a year. We're over halfway through 2021. Looking back at the whole period of time, what would you say has been the biggest thing you learned about yourself? For real, the biggest thing I learned from myself in the past year? Uh, that's a tough question, but I would say just like believe in yourself and just putting that work consistently. Like you never know when the moment is going to come, but it's going to come, you know, like all whole world being on pause, like for the like last year, but just wait on your moment. And when it comes, you have to be ready, you know? Did you pick up any new hobbies during quarantine? I know some people we had on last season said they picked up some new hobbies. So did you pick up any new hobbies during quarantine? Yeah, for real. I started, I started like doing like yoga and I was doing meditation before, but I started doing it more and I started reading too. So yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud of that. I know it's, I know it's hard for you last year to finally be able to get out of transfer and you were able to play last year and then there was end up being no season. So how hard was it for you last year knowing that there wasn't going to be a season, especially at the time since we were practicing a little bit. So how hard was it for you? really was tough because like once COVID happened like I I kind of expected it but I didn't know it was going to take that long I thought it was like a three-month thing so I was working like the whole summer and I was like excited you know to play with the the twins because the the year I wasn't playing I saw you guys like from the bench and like the team was good you know I was like damn if I could play too and just add like my value to the team like I could have done great things and when we came and they announced like there's no season like it was hard, but I just said like, yo, everything happened for a reason. So just wait on your moment and stay ready, you know? Yes, we're gonna ask a question. I, I saw your face, so you're gonna ask a question? I was, you kind of answered it. I was like, so we're good now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, man, but like, but unfortunately, like I said, there wasn't a 2020-21 season, but we recently got word there was gonna be a 21-22 season. So how excited are you to talk a bit about how training has been going for you so far and all that? man i can't tell you i how excited i am like i haven't played in a real like game in like two years so i'm just excited to go back on the court and compete and play with like with the guys but like we've been practicing together for like two years now but we haven't really played in a real game so i'm excited for that just like get the environment and uh, my training like i'm always like training like right now i'm doing a lot of cardio so I can play big minutes, big minutes uh, next year. Uh, I'm doing like my strength training and just basically what I did like last year because like last summer I feel like I prepared well. So just trying to get my body healthy, eat the right things, and be ready for the season. Are you playing any uh, outdoor pickup games at all? Or I've been to a few. Like I'm playing at the park, but like for real, when I play at the park, it's not like the the highest level you can play. Yeah, into some uh, indoors like runs, basketball runs with some CIS guys from Montreal, and D1 guy from Montreal. That that was good. Like the competition was was great. You know, some guys were out of shape, but like it was still some good basketball, some good pickup games. So yeah. Hey man, you can do you do what you gotta do during this time, man. So I don't blame you. But uh, you touched on a little bit just now, but I want for you to elaborate. What are you looking to actually add to the team this year, especially now that you're going to your fourth year overall? 
only your second year eligibility, which is kind of crazy to think about. But in terms of going into this season, you know, with a lot of new guys coming in, obviously some old guys returning, like myself and yourself, what are you looking to actually add to the team this year? Like for real, I think like the most important thing is going to be like just our chemistry in the team because we haven't been together in a long time. So just get back together, get back, like have the feelings of, of hooping with the guys, know who does what. And like this year, I just want to reach the, the highest ceiling ever. I just like, I have high expectation for myself. I have goals that I set for myself and for the team too. You know, I want to make the playoff. I want to be like a competitive team. I just, I don't want to be just a team that people look at and be like, oh, okay, we're going to go at, at NIP and just beat them, you know? So I'm trying to be real competitive and it's starting practice. So once we get there for, for training camp, we just have to be locked in. Based off your experiences so far, like I said, going into your fourth year, what would be the number one tip you're going to give to the young guys coming in, obviously taking that leadership role this year? Like, what would you say has been your biggest tip that you're going to give based off your experiences, your first three years in school and obviously your first year when you actually did play? Uh, one advice I can give them is like, it's not always going to be like a, a joy ride. You know, it's going to be like a roller coaster. Some moments you're going to be up and some moments you're going to be down. So you, you cannot get too low. You cannot get too high. You know, when you have a good game or a good practice, like you cannot immediately expect that you're gonna have big minutes because big minutes because you played uh you played well in practice you know so just like stay mentally strong because a lot of things are gonna happen sometimes you're not gonna play but you have to stay mentally there and just put in the work because like I said your moment's gonna come but you never know when it's coming so you gotta stay ready for that. Yeah, you're one of the more um, like experienced players on the team. Uh, we talk a lot about the physical aspect of basketball and sports, but we don't really touch on the mental. Uh, what do you think it takes mentally, especially for the young guys coming into youth sports and the current, like, you know, what me and Tejan would be? Like, what, what mental aspect is more important for, uh, for them? Well, how do you stay mentally prepped? Like, because it's pretty yeah, yeah. rigorous, the training. It's ruthless having to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m., yeah. have a second practice at 9 p.m., wake up again at 6, yeah. you know? So, like I said, like, I figured out like there's a lot of things that can help you like stay mentally prepared and just having your body ready. So whatever you do in the preparation, like if you prepare well, like you're gonna be okay. Like sometimes, like you said, it's gonna be tough, like waking up in the morning, go practice, and then you have another practice at night. But like just make sure you do the right thing when you're at home. Like stay keep your mind fresh, like meditate if you can, just um visualize yourself like on the basketball course, like hitting shot because confidence is a big thing. Um, like I said, preparation is key. So if you do the right thing, stretch, all the things that people like sometimes forget about, you're going to be good. Yeah, no doubt. But let's switch gears a bit. So did you also, did you, were you born and raised in Quebec? Nah, I was born in Congo. I was born in Congo. Really? But I, yeah, yeah. I came in Montreal when I was young, like me, three years old. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't know that Chief was actually born in Liberia. So we got a lot of teammates that were born somewhere else and came here. So what was those early years like, you know, transfer from Congo to, um, I think, and then you moved to Quebec, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, so what, what was, do you, do you remember anything from that time, like, the early years? Stuff well, like I, I, I don't remember much because, like, I was, a, I was a baby, you know, so, like, Montreal for me, like, always been, like, my home, you know, I, I always felt, like, comfortable there. Um. Yeah, because I was a baby, so I can't really remember, like, how it was there. I went back once, though, but I was nine years old when I went back. I need to go back again in Africa, for sure. I need to go back soon. Yeah, no doubt. So how did you get into basketball? Uh, For real, damn. 
it's because of my big brother like my my older brother like he's three years older than me he was he was playing and he always like loved watching basketball i remember when we were young we watched the movie uh like mike mm. like where bow wow grabbed his face on the that that movie just when i saw that i was like yo i want to be like that guy you know and then ai you know like all the swag he had on the court he looked like a rapper and a basketball player so like it's everything you want as a kid you know like me growing up like when i was like 10 years old i was like yo that's too dope like carmelo had the swag and then lebron came in like i just i just wanted to be like them you know nah that's tough so what were you what were your high school years like like was there any like time in high school where like that really sticks out to you it's like man like that was that was a really good time like was there anything that sticks out to you in your, vividly in your head like when i was in high school for real when i was in high school like my but i don't know how like grades function like uh, in ontario because in quebec it's a bit different yeah. but when i was like 15 years old when i was like 15 16 years old like we had a really good team and i feel like that summer that's the summer where i started like seeing other players from montreal other than players from my neighborhood because i never really left my neighborhood and then after this year after that year is really when i start seeing other players and i and I wanted to compete with them, you know, like Montreal, I have a lot of great talent. So it's been a a good time competing against those guys in high school. Yeah. Were you only playing basketball in high school or were you in other sports at all growing up? Nah, I was like, I was only in basketball. Like I wanted to play football, but like my mom was scared because I grew up <laughs> with my mom, you know, like my mom was scared, like I'm a little baby. So she didn't want me to play football. <laughs> yeah. Are you, dude, I, I'm, I'm America, aren't you the youngest? Yeah, I'm the youngest. And you're like, and you're, I think you're, you're 23, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah how many siblings do you have again? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> but like we're seven total. We're seven, so I have six siblings. Yeah. Yes. And you're the youngest. You're 23. How old is your oldest sibling? Oh, well, for real, sometimes I, like, I keep forgetting. I think 40 or 41. I'm not um, sure. Okay. I need to wait on the birthday to know. But yeah, you touched on it. So, um, I know it's different from Quebec to um, Ontario, like I said, but CJEP, you know, you went to Thetford, yeah. which is obviously probably one of the top CJEPs in probably Quebec, and obviously <laughs> produced the NBA product, Chris Boucher's on the Raptors. So what was that time with CJEP like for you? And for those who don't know before you get into it, can you explain for those who don't know exactly what CJEP is? Like CJEP is uh, like, it's after you're done high school, you have like two years to do before you go uh, into university. Like that, that's how the system works in Quebec. Yeah. So yeah, in CJEP, I was at Tedford. Like it was a whole different experience. Like when I went there, like nobody cared about your age. Nobody cared about like once you step on the court, you just have to compete. Like if you trash, like people are gonna let you know. Like the competition right there was just crazy. And like the training, I think it just prepared me mentally, like to push my limits because all the trainings we're doing, like sometimes. Yo, I won't, I won't lie. Sometimes I wanted to quit. I'm like, damn, that's too hard. Like, how can we do that? But I just learned that if you want, if you really want to separate yourself and be one of the greats, you have to go through that, you know? And that's something I learned there. And obviously, like, I play with some great teammates. Like, they're all being successful right now. It is in, in U Sport or uh, D1. They're all having, like, uh, success. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. I want to ask because you touched on it too, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, when I said on another podcast, when you look at basketball in Canada, there's really only like, 
before Montreal, I'll probably say go back to probably like even 10 years ago or even like a few years ago, they really only talked about really two places. You either talk about Toronto or you talked about BC because some guys. But yeah. over these last five years, probably back, I'll probably say 2016, you see a lot of Montreal and Quebec Hoovers really coming down now. You got some leaguers like with Lou Dorton, like you just see all these, all these different Quincy Gary, like in D1, like you see all these Montreal Hoovers really coming up now. And I feel like it was always, the Montreal always had some hidden gems or Quebec as a province had hidden gems, but it only took up to like five years ago for people to really see, oh, Quebec's really got some Hoopers. For you personally coming from Quebec, why do you think it took so long for people to really be woke to the basketball scene in Quebec? I feel, I think it's like, the exposure and just the fact that the system is a bit different, like, you know, with CJF and, and stuff like that. So a lot of people like didn't get the chance to play uh, in big circuits or stuff like that. And yeah, I think it's really that. And like, yeah, I really think it's the exposure. I feel like other provinces, like on, like, especially like Toronto, like they had like Orangeville, you know, like the, the we go to the States every time and play against big teams. But like in Quebec, we're not, always had that that chance you know to play like uh in the states and stuff like that but like i said like people put in work and like the last few years like lou Dort, you can name it like tim bridge uh chris boucher like they all made it and i feel like all the younger generation like in montreal right now feel like everything is possible because they see them doing it right now you know so that's a great thing for for basketball I swear, Quebec men's were just built different, bro. <laughs> I always pull up in those tournaments. It was like these guys are absolute units. Most physical basketball you play, it's like yeah, they play physical. They play physical for sure. Yeah, like yeah, and I was gonna ask that too. What do you think? Yeah, well, talk about like the mentality of Quebec Hooper because it's just different. Like I was talking to someone who deals with Hoopers in BC, and they're saying like, "Yo, like these guys are like super, super soft." But then when you look at Quebec, like you said, like you have like. Uh, what school did this like? I'm trying to think of all the schools that you guys have. You guys, like I said, there's Stetford, there's St. Paul, like where Betsy went to. There's, um, where's that? Where's that school? Oh, Express. I think it's like Express. I think that's school that Trayvon Mignot went to. Like, there's so many like different schools. Like, there's Red Rush. Every time there's um, CNIT, like Red Rush is always there in the tournament, always like hooping. But, like, what do you, why, what do you think it is about Quebec that makes you guys so tough? Like, there has to be something that's going on to make you guys tough. It's like your surroundings, is the culture you have, is like the culture. Like, what do you think is it about Quebec that makes, Hoopers that come out of Quebec so mentally tough. I feel like it's really like the culture. Like here, like a lot of people play basketball and since like you're young and that just, some people come from tougher neighborhood than others. So it's just a way like basketball always been a way like to try to like escape some uh, realities from, from the streets or whatever. So like people put a lot of heart into that because they, they feel like, oh, yo, I can make it. I can make a living for my family. I can make like, change my life you know go to school get a scholarship so I feel like people are really grinding for that so that's why I think it's really in the culture that's why people play so tough and and they're really trying to make it out in your opinion who's who's the best hooper to come out of Quebec damn <laughs> who's the best damn for real right now I'm gonna I'm have to say like yo Chris Boucher for real the things he's doing right now I'm going to ask see Chris Boucher. I'm wondering if I'm like missing somebody, but like yo, Lou Dort is right there for sure. Lou is right there. And yeah, Chris. Um you got a lot of young guys coming up. Like you got, you got Yeah, there's a lot of young guys coming up. Trayvon like a lot of guys tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a lot of guys coming up. But um uh, once you finish CJ, Algoma, like 
Talk about how that, first of all, was that the only offer that you had? Like talk about the whole recruiting process when, by the time you were done teaching, like who was recruiting you? And then why did you pick up Goldman slash Coach Corey? Yeah, when I, when I was getting recruited, I was getting recruited like majorly by uh, Quebec school. But at the same time, I didn't want to stay in Quebec because like um, in RSEC, there's only five teams. So, yeah. and it's basically like the same guys I've been competing, uh, competing against since I was like uh, in CJP or high school, like the same guys. So I just wanted to try something new. And uh, I had another offer like a Cap Breton, but I didn't want to go there. I really want to play in the OUA, but unfortunately, like I didn't have a lot of offers at, uh, in the OUA and I felt like Algoma was a place where when I went to visit and I saw like Thomas and like we scrimmage, we spoke together and stuff like that. I felt like it's a really like genuine guy that can help me like elevate my game. And I knew I would get like playing time off the start, you know? So I was like, okay, let's take this chance and just bet on yourself, bet on your skills. Because I think one of the best way you can learn is by actually playing the game and put yourself in situation where you can learn and uh, just try things, you know? So yeah, that's why I chose Algoma and Coach Curry. How was how was that adjustment going from Quebec to Sault Ste. Marie? Because Sault Ste. Marie, like I said, it's really up north in Ontario. So it's not like you know Montreal was like a big city. So how was that initial transition like for you? For real, it was hard, but at the same time, it was easy because I was coming from Tedford, you know, like I spent like three years there. So like Tedford is not a big city, like the only focus you have is basketball. So when I went to Sault Ste. Marie, I knew like, okay, you need to lock in on basketball because there's not much like distraction down there. So for me, it was just like, okay, you come in here to hoop and just like focus on that hoop and school, you know? Yeah. Like you said, um, OU is, is definitely the best league. Um, I definitely can. And, and it's actually the biggest league at uh, conference in North America with 20 schools. So what was the biggest lesson you say you learned in your first year in terms of like adjusting to playing all your basketball like, or even just off the court? What would you say was the biggest lesson you learned as a freshman? The biggest thing I learned as a freshman is like, you need to watch film. Like you really need to watch film and prepare. Like you need to know other teams play. You need to know like uh, who's the target on the other team, like where you can get your mismatch, uh, which player you need to watch. I really learned that like, whenever I would prepare for a team, like really watch like what they do on their plays. Okay, where I can like score the ball, I will play better. And I think that's one aspect of the, my game I was uh, lacking before I came to uh, university. Yeah, from once and then once you did your first year, you obviously coached this side to transfer to Nipissing and you went along with them. What went into that decision for you deciding to go to Nipissing rather than stay in Algoma? Uh, because like my first year, I, I really liked like the, the relationship, I, the relationship I had with Tom. So when he said me, when he told me like he was transferring and going to Nib, at first I was kind of hesitant. I was, I was thinking about coming back home, like, uh, play like at UCAM or, or stuff like that. But I said like, nah, I had a great year with him. Let's trust him. And when I went to uh, do my visit at Nib, I saw the facility, the facility was nice. Uh, like the people down there, like I met some teammates. I met, I think I met G Hill. G Hill was one of the first guy I met. And you know, Marlon came along with me. So that just made the whole change, changing process like easier, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So even though you, like you said, even though you didn't play your first year because of transfer rules, you did seem to really build a really good relationship with some of the guys that said Q and Shen, all type of stuff. Talk a bit about how, how vital it was for you to get through that year because it's not easy to, like you said, there's two ways. It's not easy to be a redshirt and it's not easy to be a transfer, right? Because you want to play, 
like it's not like you're injured or anything, but unfortunately you can't play because of transfer rules. But as from seeing you my first year and your first year at Nipperson, you seemed like you really built a lot of good relations with the guys. So talk a bit about how vital that was for you to at least survive in the year with making relations with the, the young, older guys on the team. Like for real, like once I came at Nib, like it only took like a couple of weeks before I was, I feel like the guys were really like genuine, like, you know, G, uh, the twins, like Marlon, I already knew him, Danny, Chief, like all the guys were just like, yo, bet Chief. All the guys were just cool. Like we just, I think our energy just matched like right away. Like we were always like in the, the locker room, like cracking jokes, you know how G's funny. And like uh, me and him being both Congolese, I think it just like created a connection. He always been like a, a big bro, you know? So I just felt comfortable with the guys. Like we're always joking, always laughing around, always like together doing activities outside of basketball together. And I think that just made the whole process, the whole transferring process uh, easy for me. In a way, would you say that kind of helped your development because you actually had the opportunity to actually watch because sometimes in the game, you know, you, you're you playing and then, like you said, the only way you actually play is through experience. But also at the same time, too, especially when you're taking a step back, you can actually see everything for it is. It's like, okay, like my first year I did this, I did this wrong, and now I can fix this. Like, so would you say that also helped you to actually become a better player because you actually have the opportunity to actually sit back for a whole year and actually see the OUA game and see some of our mistakes and you realize, you know, when I come back, I'm not going to make these same mistakes? Yeah, for sure. It helped me a lot. Like just watching the guys – like, every time a guy would do mis mistakes, I would try to understand, like, okay, why he did that. And just, I I, I learned a lot about, like, uh, my teammates and just how they play and how I can fit with them. And also, like, it just gave me time to to really work on my game because I wasn't playing on weekends. So I would just, like, go in the gym, shoot, and, and, and do my thing and watch a lot of basketball. And, yeah, that helped me a lot, like, being on the sideline. And it was tough, so I kind of used that anger, like, the fact that I wasn't playing, like, it hurt me, but I was like, okay, just work more. So when you come back, you have no excuse. Like, your game is right where, what, right, like, where you want it to be, you know? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Going back to talking about this upcoming season, 21-22, we played Carlton our first game, our first two games. And it's obviously a different outlook this year. Like, we have two different conferences. We don't play certain teams. And I know we have a lot of hunger guys that are looking to really compete. Like I said, it's been almost two years since we last played. It's definitely been two years since you played. You haven't, the last time you played was like back in 2019. So it's been two years for you for sure. But what do you think is going to take, like, what do you, like, if you could narrow it down to like a couple of things, what do you think is really going to take for us to really come together and really go as far as we'd all like to? Because I think we'd all like to win a national championship. I know I do. I'm pretty sure you'd want to. But just if you can narrow it down, what do you think is going to take for us to really come together and really surprise people this year? I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of work, like not just on the court, but mentally too, like people understanding their rules. Um, I feel like it's gonna take like a lot of competition, like in practice, like we have to be like competitive. And one of the three things and things I think most important, like we have to stay healthy, we have to take care of our, of our bodies, like uh, what we put into our body, like what we eat like just the, the stretching, make sure like nobody's injured because sometimes injury can just cup a season, you know, like if one of your, your, your good players miss like two games in a row and like your record can just change like that. And we have to believe because I feel like sometimes like some guys on the team, maybe like some, sometimes like people don't believe they go into a game and they just going to play. They don't believe they can actually win, but 
if you play basketball, you got you have to believe that you can win against anybody. You know, if you don't think like that, you lost from the start. So it's gonna take a lot of believe and and work. No, no doubt. And I think the good thing too is that we have a lot of guys who, like I said, who are is our, most of us are third year now. So we at least have a couple years under our belt, especially guys like yourself. And I, I was I told Chief this when Chief came on the podcast. Like if I had to tell the new guys three things that I learned from my first year that can really help us is work hard, enjoy the process. And most right. important thing is always put the team first before yourself. Because the scenario I always give is, listen, you can be a 25 point per game scorer, but then your team's like one in 21. Or you can be, you know, the six men off the bench, you can average like nine points, four rebounds, three assists, two blocks, and still do everything. And your team's like 17 and five, and you guys got a chance to win a championship. Like, which one do you want? Yeah, a lot, a lot of time, I feel like in basketball, a lot of time people don't, people only think about scoring, but they don't see all the ways they can impact the game, you know, like just by playing defense, deflecting balls, catching rebound. Like people have to, to get their mind like, okay, if I cannot score how many points I want, how can I affect the game and just, and still be here for my teammates when they need me. So yeah, that's a, and I no. think playing Carlton in the first game, that's a, that's a good challenge for us because it's going to be like, it's going to position us like where we think we, we, we are and how much work we need to put in. Like, it's just a great test, like to start right away with the the defending champs. Yeah, like it's a measuring stick. It's like okay, like these are the two-time defending national championships. These guys have won 15 out of the last 19. They're the most in North America. So okay, where are you guys? Especially where we came from. Especially since I'm thinking like the last time we played those guys was an absolute mess. Like we lost by 78, right? Like we're not trying to lose to 78 points again, right? So it's like okay, like where have we grown since we last played these guys two years ago? There has to be some type of improvement. There's no way we can go there again and get demolished again, right? So like you said, I think it's going to be a great measuring stick. And I think that we have enough time to actually get things to correct. And I think also, too, the fact that a lot of the guys experienced that blowout the last time, it's going to it's gonna be inside. Of the, I know it's inside of me. Like, I'm not getting blown out by 78 points again. Like, think about it. Like, when I break down the game, it was 29 to two after the first quarter. We could barely get the ball up the court and we only had two free throws. It was Dre Hills. It was 49 to 11 at halftime. It's 116 38 for the game. Like things like that, like you don't forget as Hoopers, right? So when you see those guys, especially since a lot of the guys right now are playing or, or at the, the time that this comes out, like they're done CBL, right? They had the opportunity to play in CBL, become youth sports developmental players, right? So they're getting that experience, right? So it's making sure that at the meantime that we get ourselves ready and then as the older guys like yourself and myself and chief and daniel and these other guys and jack like we gotta make sure that we do our parts as the leaders and make sure we get these new guys ready because they don't know what it's like to play in carlton man they don't know what it's like to play on that floor seeing all the the banners and you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a show shot for some of these guys it's gonna be a good experience though too because if you guys remember our first tournament at laurentian we got absolutely slapped by every single team. And then we I'm pretty sure we beat every team we played there during the season. We talked about so. last year. Like, we talked about last year, David. Um, we got, we lost to Western by 50 in the preseason. And then the first game that we played Western, I think it was our fourth game of the season overall, we beat them by 20. Like it was like it was a 70 point turnaround. So like it's it's crazy how much we improved. But I think this time, I don't think that the process is going to be as up and down like that because we were so young and especially since it was a brand new team that like there's so many things changing this time the good thing i like about you sports and like canadian basketball in general i think you could probably test it is that like 
you can build that camaraderie, right? It's not like D1 where you're there for a year that either some guys either go to league or transfer, you know what I'm saying? Like you actually have a chance, like really, like you said, you got a chance to build a relationship with coach, excuse me, new guys come in, older guys come back and like, you can really like build something, right? Like we just saw with the championship in Milwaukee, right? Those guys have been building it for years. It's not like they just put a new team together. Like you, you got guys like Chris Middleton and Giannis who are, you know, who were together from like the gutter when they were like 15 and 67, like they're trash. And like, they just won the chip. You know what I mean? So, especially doing it in a small market, right? Like, we're a small team. Like, no one really knows Nipissing, right? So, like, I think the opportunity to really, like, make a legacy and, like, actually do something big this year is um, you can't pass it up, man. Yeah, that's true. That's completely true, man. But, David, my guy, I really appreciate you coming on. We had some great convo. I'm looking forward to having you finally playing with you this year because it's yeah, my third I can't, I can't wait for that. Just, like, get that, that feeling. Like, you know, like, yo, when they name your name on the start, like, yo, David Bukanga from Montreal. <laughs> ah, shit, I can't wait, bro. <laughs> nah, it's going to be fun. So now we're getting to our quick hitter segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we ask our guests a question and to answer it as fast as possible. So, Jason, you got the questions ready? We're ready whenever you are. All right. So, David, first question. Who's your favorite artist? Oof, that's the... Can I name two two people? You can, yeah, you go ahead. For real, I would say... Uh, Ah, oh, that's tough. But I will see make meal for sure. And right now, I need to put a little baby in it. Okay. Great pick. So those are probably the best ones I've heard in the last two seasons. So <laughs> I expect that. Um, artist or song on repeat? Right now, right now I've gone on repeat. I'm just like listening to like uh, last year album Wanna. I'm just you know, listening. Okay. Uh, next question. All time favorite album? <sighs> Yo, that's a hard question, man. Her all-time favorite album. I didn't say like, I feel like Drake. I feel like Drake does everything. So I would say like either like nothing was the same, Drake, or uh, McMill. Which one? Which one? Which one? Championships. For real, I'll take championship. Championship, yo, you went hard on this one. I thought I thought when you said Drake, I thought you were gonna say take care, but I What about uh, street yeah. gossip by Lil Baby? Huh? That's a mix. Street thing. gossip by Lil Baby. That's a mix. Street it's an album called an album. Street Baby. You ever heard that album? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My turn, my turn. Yo, one, my turn was my one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question four, Jason. Oh, it's for me. Oh my god, already. Um, favorite athlete. Uh, yo, LeBron. For real, I can't hate on that guy. Like, <laughs> he just does it all on and off the court. Yeah. Uh, last show you binge watched? Do you know the show? Um, Your Honor. Yeah, you know, funny thing is, Jerez actually said the same last year. Yeah, yo, Jerez actually put me on. Like, I can't lie on that one. Jerez put me on. I was like, yeah, let me let, let me watch that. And yo, it's dope. it's dope. Is it like a lawyer show? Like, like um, I don't want to spoil it, but like, it's a judge and his kid. Like, his, his kid did the uh, hit and run. So, yeah, a lot of things happened. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask kind of a two-part occasion. I'm kind of going off script here. I'm um, going back to the favorite athlete, um, mm-hmm. LeBron or Jordan. Like who's the goat? <laughs> yeah. Yo, on that question, like me, I just yo, I just trying to appreciate like greatness. For me, like they, they both like right there. Like Jordan did it in his area, and uh, LeBron is doing this era. So yeah. Okay. Neutral there. Okay. So then the real question is, if you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh yo. Kobe Bryant. 
Kobe Bryant for real. Like so much questions, just trying to pick his knowledge, his mind. I think it's just like the way he thinks. I think it's just helpful for anyone, in whatever you do, like whatever industry you're working in, doing like just yo know, trying to learn no doubt out of them. Yeah, no, no, this is a personal one for me. Um, I don't know the answer to this. Even though we live together, like I've never seen this. We we, we buy delicious, but I, I don't know the answer to this for you. So, David, do you like pineapple on your pizza? Nah, man. Like, I, let's go. Let's go. Not it. Not it. Like, if I'm really like hungry, I will eat it. You know, but that's not it. I will never order that in my life. Here's the thing. Exactly. Like, no, Jason, no, that's the first person that's actually said yes. Like you. Second. Not. Chief said he'll like, eat it if it's there, but he, he didn't say no. He didn't say no. He didn't definitely say no. Like David, but he didn't definitely say no, yes. No, so that's no. a no. No, 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 that's not a no. Dave, he didn't definitely say no. Like we heard it. I can't trust you, bro. Huh? <laughs> the, the, the milk. Uh, the milk. What are you doing? Milk before you cereal? That's, that's, did you I do? was just about to ask you that, oh, so I'm guessing you do cereal first then milk. Yeah, bro. But David saw me at the house, like, we talked about it. The only right way. Okay. The only right way. Whatever. Uh, next question. What's one thing people don't know about you? Oh, that I speak three, uh, three languages. Maybe. English, yeah. French, English, French, and uh, Lingala. That's my... Another tough one. Uh, All-time starting with five. All time starting five. Okay, okay. Do I really have to go like by position? By position. I mean, you do whatever you want. Real point guard, Steph. Okay. okay. Fair. Shooting guard. Yo, that's tough, yo. I need to go with Jordan. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, small forward. I'll take LeBron. Obviously. Like, can I put KD as as a four? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is lovely. KD. As a five, either I think Tim Duncan or Shaq. Uh, I got Shaq in mind, but Shaq, yeah. Shaq, you can do a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar if you want. But for me, like Tim Duncan, like yo, that guy, yo, he knows how to play the game. Like if you put like good players around him, there's a reason why. Physical, I'll take Shaq. I'll take Shaq. Okay. Uh, next question: What's one skill you wish you were good at? Singing for real. Singing. Yeah, I, I feel you're saying. Like, yo, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna cap for real. I have vocals, you know. Like yo, I can do a little thing. I can. I can do a little thing. I'm a good. I'm out there. You ain't got no vocals. It's cap. I do, bro. So let's hear. Yeah, it's definitely an R&B kind of guy. Just see it. Um, Just see like, it. I listen to everything for real. Like if you go on my Spotify. You have music like every everybody's gonna enjoy. It. Like I can just wish whenever I put shuffle, like I, I can't be shooting in the gym because like people are just gonna look at me like, yo, what is that guy listening to? Yeah, as long as there's no country, you're good. Ah, uh, no, no country, but <laughs> good. Yeah, I'm saying those vocals when we're at the house, but all right, say less. All right, you got next one, Jason. Um, okay, it's kind of confusing, but yeah. alternate universe. Okay, mm-hmm. same you. Yeah different timeline, what would you be doing? For real, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rapper, but I never had like, you know, rapping skills, you know? Yeah, that, that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your rappers are just fresh, you know? You just want to be like them. So, yeah, I would say like a, a rapper, man, maybe, who knows? What be a rapper? Huh? What be a rapper? DJ. Oh, DJ? Oh, yeah, I should know. 
Uh, final question. So people also struggle with this one. So if you need to take time on this, take time on this because you are a music guy. If you could make a soundtrack of your life, what three songs are you using? Uh, okay, I have one. I got one. I got one. Uh, Ambition. You know the song Wally, Rick Ross, McMill. Yeah. Ambition. Um, I feel like, uh, what is this song? Nothing was the same. I think the intro, like uh, Tuscan, Tuscan Leader, Letter, whatever. Uh, I can't remember, but okay. That's your, that's your second yeah. choice? Yeah. So yeah. that's my second choice. Third choice, I'll choose like, yo, many men. 50 Cent. That, that, that song, I'll never get boring of Like, I'll never get tired of it. Okay. Many men. Yeah. Okay, and this question again before we end this. A lot of people actually debate this, and I can't believe it. Yeah. Manny Man or uh, Pop Smoke's version? You got it on me. You don't know the name. You got it on me. I'm sorry, because uh, hey, you can't. Which you, one are you taking? You don't know the name of the song. You can't do that. Like yo, Manny Man. Like yo, that's just a classic. That song will just never die. <laughs> that's a classic. I got both songs, man. So when we're at the house and DJ, I got both songs. So I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> But anyway, that's all the time that we have. So, David, my guy, really appreciate you coming on, man. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, me too, man. Always a good time talking to you guys. Yo, I like the podcast. Keep it up. Happy to, happy to be invited, man. No, no, doubt. I'm excited to finally play with you. It's been my first year and finally about to get some runs together. So, excited. hopefully, you threw me some love. Yeah, are you? Can you catch love now? <laughs> yeah, I can't now. I've been doing that, bro. I've never seen. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm a I'm I'm a true teller. I've never seen you catch a lob. Okay, you'll see. But that. no, but if you if you point up, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna throw it. I can I, I can actually throw lobs. All right, really hey, bro. It's tough stuff in game, man. <laughs> no, it starts in practice. Starts in practice. Starts in practice. But we gonna get it. We gonna get it. So that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker. I want to thank our boy David Bakanga for joining us. You can find the videos interview on YouTube and listen to full intimate all podcast streaming platforms. Peace.